following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that we can be here this morning. Lord, I pray that as your word um, hits our hearts today, you would open up ways for us to just live in your grace more and more and to follow you in this world. In your son Jesus' name, amen. So we've been going backwards through the book of Luke. So this week we get to one of the parables, these stories that Jesus tells to help explain a point. And this is one of the more famous parables. Last week we had the parable of the shrewd manager, not as famous, um, kind of a weird thing to preach on. I blame the person who chose that text. So this week we're in the Good Samaritan, which is a much more well-known story. And as I was looking, it, it, it brought me back to the first time I watched through Lord of the Rings. And as I watched through Lord of the Rings, I kept, you know, just, I loved it. I'd read the books. My dad is one of these guys. He reads through the Lord of the Rings every year, right? That's kind of his gig. We bought him leather-bound versions of Lord of the Rings so they wouldn't fall apart. But I remember getting to go see this movie for the first time and being so excited to sit in Fellowship of the Ring. As I watched, as Viggo Mortensen came on as Aragorn, and like I know the storyline, like, when I was a kid, so those of you who are younger, we used to have these things, they were called cassette tapes. Um, and you had to put them into the cassette tape player. If your car was old enough, um, you had to find some other way to amplify it. But my dad purchased for our drives, my, my grandmother was from Minnesota, so we'd make these summer drives up to Minnesota, and he purchased the 13-hour BBC uh, not reading, but radio performance of Lord of the Rings. I could still hum for you the music that ended each episode. Will I? No. But I could. And what's, what was crazy in that transition is the guy who voices Frodo in that radio play plays Bilbo in the movies. So I was like trying to figure all that out. But it, as Viggo Mortensen came in as Aragorn, I was just like, oh man, there's this connection to who he is and what he is and what he's about and all these things. And it was one of the first times I connected with a character. Now, I don't know for you if it's a movie, if it's a book series, if it's a play, but a character you connect with. Think about that time where you've, you've seen someone, you've read about it, you've watched it, and you just go, wow, that feels like me. As I read through the, par- or the parable of the Good Samaritan this week, I realized all of these characters have a connection point for us. I think there are some we want to be more like than others, pretty obviously, but it, it gives us a chance to look and say, how do we take these characters to understand the parable? Well, first you have the man on the road. So the scripture says this, Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half 
dead. Now, when you think about going down from Jericho or down from Jerusalem to Jericho, down is not like I'm going to go down to New Braunfels, right? Down 35. They're talking down because Jerusalem is on, on the mountain, so you're going down into the valley. And so as he says that, man was going down. That gives us some insight to he is going downhill and is robbed. So it's not like he's just walking a, a, you know, a nice little walk. Like No, he is hiking. And in that exhaustion and in that moment, here he is robbed on the side of the road, beaten, left for dead. And I think sometimes when we read this parable, that's who we connect to. We say, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm broken. And it just feels like the world is beating me up. It feels like people around me are leaving me for dead. And I think there are points in our life where that's the character when we read this story, that's who we connect to, is the man on the road. We just feel downtrodden. We feel beat up. We feel taken advantage of. Now, unfortunately, sometimes we end up feeling like the priest. Let's see if I got that. Is the priest or the Levite first? Yes, priest. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So this is the pastor who's going between meetings and sees someone in need and goes, I'm going to go a little bit further to the other side, right? I don't know if you've ever experienced this where you're driving and you see the person, you know, begging on, you know, at the stoplight and you go, I don't need to be in the left-hand lane here. And you move over a little bit. Now, we could get a lot into what's the, you know, there, there's questions there. There's oh, is this person, that person. But I want, what I want you to connect with is the feeling, right? That feeling of moving further away. Because sometimes I think we're this character of the priest. We're people who follow Jesus. We're people who know what he's called us to do. And then when we see it, we go, this is uncomfortable. I don't know if I really want to be a part of what God's called me to do to help people in need. And then we get a Levite. Scripture says this. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to that place and saw him, passed by on the other side. Now, I love how Jesus does this as he talks about the Levite because you, the priest would kind of be your everyday religious leader, that person who's you know down there, but the, the Levite is going to be your higher up, Right? And Jesus is just driving home this point saying, listen, your own centered self can get you in trouble. If you are going to put what you look as your faith above serving others, you need to check what's going on. And sometimes I think we identify with the priest who moves to the other side, but sometimes the character we're going to connect with is the Levite who knows better, knows it all, and just still says, I'm too important. Right? The priest moves out of like disgust. I'm too busy. I don't want time. The Levite is, I'm too important to handle this. Other people can take care of that for me. And so as Jesus tells this story, he talks about the man who's on the side of the road. He talks about the priest and the Levite. And he gives us this idea of who we can be. Because remember, the question asked to him by the Pharisee 
is who is my neighbor? And I love that Jesus is taking that and he's going to turn it. Because then we see a Samaritan. And scripture says this, but a Samaritan as he journeyed came to where he was and when he saw him, he had compassion. So the history between the people of Jewish descent and the Samaritans was there had been enmity between them. They worshiped in different places because they had warred with each other. And so a good Jewish person would not spend time with a Samaritan because a Samaritan is going to believe differently. And even to the point where there would have been leaders in the faith at the time who would have said, you are defiling yourself by spending time with a Samaritan. So Jesus, in setting up these different characters, sets up the person going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And the people could connect with that because a lot of times you would pilgrimage up for a high festival in Jerusalem, and then you'd have to return back to where you came from. So they could see themselves as the person who is traveling between Jerusalem and other places. Then they see their own religious leaders who say, I don't want anything to do with that. And then Jesus says, but a Samaritan. The person who you would least expect stops and comes in. And it says he binds up his wounds with oil, takes care of him. The Samaritan stops. The person least expected as Jesus is telling this story. You know, if you put yourself in that place, you're hearing this story for the first time, or even if you could sit in in the mindset of that Pharisee, who is he expecting where Jesus is going to go? A Samaritan is probably not that way. And not only does he do that, it adds another character that we could connect with. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever you spend I will repay you when I come back. The final character we can connect with is the innkeeper. Here it is that the Samaritan shows up, has this broken person and says, I need you to take care of him. Gives him two days wages and says, whatever else you need, if you spend it, let me know, I'll repay you. And so we get this incredible moment where the Samaritan then hands off trust of the broken person to another. And Jesus will ask, who was this man's neighbor? The one who showed him compassion. And I love that Jesus ends it with, Go and do likewise. You see, we can connect with any of these characters. We can connect with the beaten and downtrodden. We can connect with those times that we decide to pass on the other side. We work to connect with the Samaritan who sees and has compassion. I think sometimes we connect as the innkeeper. Because as we read this, we can see the perfect Samaritan is Jesus. That he finds us on the side of the road and he will not pass us by. He takes us, he cares for us. 
But then there's another side to it. That when he cares, he then entrusts the care of the beaten and downtrodden to his church. He shows up. He has the resources. And he says, here is this person. Take care of them. Whatever you need, I'll provide. That we can connect with that innkeeper to say, Lord, I just opened the door this morning. I didn't realize you were going to drop off someone who's like, you know, I'm going to have to put in my bed bloody. Like, you didn't tell me that was happening today. But he says, don't worry, I'm going to give you what you need. Go and do likewise. There is always going to be temptation for us to pass on the other side. There is always going to be temptation for us to say, we are too busy. There is always going to be temptation to say, I can't. But Jesus' response is, go and do likewise. Because you see, I think the beauty of this parable is the invitation that Jesus gives us to say, listen, you can leave beside the priest and the Levite and you can become the Samaritan. You don't have to stay there. Come, come, go and do likewise. I think the beauty of this parable is it gives us a chance to see the deep love that Jesus has specifically for us. That when we would get passed by, when we would get left behind, he says, that's not who I am. I will bind your wounds. I will heal you. And not only that, I will care deeply enough to put you in the care of others who I trust to take care of you. And I love that we can read this story that when he says, go and do likewise, we can be the Samaritans on the road that we can be his representatives who go out, that when we see the problem, we don't go to the other side, we step in. That by his command, we can bind up wounds. We can live amongst people. And that as he says, go and do likewise, we can be the innkeepers, we can be the church, a hospital for the sick, not a museum for the healthy. And the joy that we have getting to see this story and read it is that even as we read ourselves into it, we also make sure that we let Jesus tell it to us. That we can connect with characters. We can say, I can see myself across this spectrum, but we can also step back and say, but what Jesus is telling us is go and do likewise. We can connect with all of the characters here, but that command of go and do likewise does not leave. Because the joy we have is that Jesus, as the greatest Samaritan, the Son of God, who was the cornerstone who was rejected, who has come for us, that he is inviting us to be like him. That when we ask, who is our neighbor, his response isn't like, okay, what I need you to do is get on Google Maps, put a, you know, a pin on your house, figure out a five mile, there are your neighbors. No, he basically goes, yes, now do it. 
Sometimes we can get so caught up in who is my neighbor that we decide, let's have a discussion. Let's sit down and talk about who is my neighbor. Stop discussing. Go and do likewise. Because at times, your neighbor will be the folks who live in your house with you. At times, if if you're living alone, that's going to be the people you work with on a daily basis. If you don't live alone, it's going to be the people you work with on a daily basis. It's going to be the people you see at the grocery store, at soccer games. Wherever you are going, that's where it is happening. This story happens on the road. It's not that they were sitting in the temple going, oh, who's my neighbor right here? No, Jesus goes, no, this is happening on the road. We see it happening. The call of Christ to us is that if he joins us and he pulls and picks us up and binds our wounds, that first he does that for us, puts us in the care of the innkeeper, but we do not stay there. Instead, he says, go and do likewise. No servant is greater than their master. And if the master is saying, go and do likewise, then so too for us. He is calling us as his people to be a part of what he is doing. That he uses this parable to explain you're asking the wrong question. The Pharisee is saying, who is my neighbor? And Jesus is saying, what does a neighbor do? A neighbor has compassion and care and watches over those around them. So the calling of Jesus to us is to go and do likewise. If you feel like you are downtrodden, if you feel like the man on the road, the Samaritan is there for you. Jesus has come to bind up your wounds. If you feel like the priest or the Levite, if you feel conviction today, welcome to the club. We need to feel conviction sometimes. It is good for us to feel that God is calling us out because he is calling us to more. Because he says, listen, if I've saved you, this is how my people act. And you'll find freedom there. Listen, if you are feeling like the Samaritan this morning, that God has put you in a place and you're connecting and working with people, rejoice in that. Write it down. Remember that God has put you in this place. If you're feeling like the innkeeper that God has brought someone to you that you are taking care of, rejoice and live in the knowledge that he will give you what you need to care. But in the midst of all of it, who is our neighbor? Go and do likewise. Let's pray. Lord, The story of the Good Samaritan has been a blessing to us for generations. Our temptation is to walk to the side. So I pray this morning, if we need conviction, give us conviction. Let your spirit sit on us that we would stop moving away and instead would rejoice in going and doing likewise. Lord, if we are downtrodden, I pray that you would bring those along who would bind up our wounds, 
that we would see as they do that, that they do that not on their own, but at the hand of your son. And Lord, as we, as a church, look out into our community, may we ask that you would bring those who are wounded here so that we can care for them as you have called us to. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.